0: This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are
1: your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges.
0: This week on The Great Equalizer, it's downhill to your end and Sam is ready. Whilst Charlene is getting too much sleep. Plus, Sam talks to Learning from Luke's Jess Roberts about raising a special needs child. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, that sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Not so lonely
1: in here today. Not so lonely. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah? it's a shame, it's, <laughs> It feels like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Well, well,
0: let's just let our listeners in on the fact that you and I just spent like three hours just <laughs>
1: talking. <laughs> I was just about to <laughs> say that. Even when we have three hours catching up with each other, we still don't catch up on everything. Mm -mm. I still haven't told you about my holiday. Right? I know. (laughs) I still haven't heard everything about how Elijah's recovering. Let's piece
0: together the situation for our listeners because we had a break. Yes. Because I broke my kid's leg. Yes. Then the hell week in South Africa happened, which happened to be the week that you were away. Yes. Yes. And I had to slot in an emergency episode. Based on, we
1: could not not talk about what was going on. Yeah.
0: But then was our episode we recorded before you left.
1: Which was what was going to air while <laughs> I was away.
0: And then that didn't. So in that episode, we did catch up on what happened with Elijah's leg, but you had not yet left yet.
1: When we recorded when that, we recorded. yes.
0: Now you are back. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: And I can't believe it's been a couple of weeks I already. It's ridiculous.
0: You still got a lovely tan, and you're looking good. Thank relaxed.
1: you. Thank you. I miss it. I just think about. I wake up on a Monday morning. And I'm like, oh, that Monday. I woke up and I was just like, I'm putting on my bathing suit and I am going to drink a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> Ten o'clock man. in the morning. I was on the beach with cocktails in my hand. I miss it. I do miss it. That's what
0: holidays should be. I've got like a good friend who just went overseas and. Wanted to take her laptop. And I'm just like,
1: no. no. I took my laptop. I, I, I don't know why you did that. I opened it and turned it on once. I couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi and the internet. I was just like fuck it your lack of (laughs) wi-fi that week was a huge blessing it was a blessing yes because we had wi-fi at the hotel and then when you're on the beach obviously nothing at at the resorts you do but it it fleets the further away you move from the actual hotel and I just couldn't be bothered I didn't have it in me to care enough
0: you've got your family with you who else do you need right yeah and we went with family
1: and friends and it, ugh, it was a jaw. It was a proper jaw. I miss it so much.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm so happy that you did that because I feel like now, but you and I are both ready for. Yeah, I think I've. I feel like I've had a breather.
1: I'm. I've focused, and I can hit this crazy season that's this, upon us. This last quarter is always a shit show. Just madness. Right? madness. And this
0: year has just disappeared.
1: I don't know where the hell it, fo- no. it feels like yesterday, we were having the recording for the episode where we were having this exact discussion about entering silly season, where everybody yes. wants a piece of you and you're thinking about Christmas and how much work you still have for the rest of the year, and I feel it, it feels like yesterday that we sat here having that discussion.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Time flies. So, I, I think I also had a bit of a holiday, to be honest. Aside from the fact that you were at home with your kid, which is a full-time job in itself, once again, shout out to the stay-at-home moms. Yeah, for I sure. I don't know how you do it. I had a taste of that. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had a... I also feel like even though I was busy with the kids and I was tired coming back from the holiday just because it was quite taxing... Especially because you're not in your own environment. And like flying with them
0: as well. At home, I can yeah. relax because
1: I know if they're outside in the garden, like I know what where the dangers are. And as long as I can hear them or see them, you're more relaxed. But when you're in a foreign country, you're on high alert. You are on high alert. Mm. And then you're obviously reading what's happening in the news in mm. South Africa. And then I made the big mistake of watching that Madeleine McCann documentary no. before, before I went to Mauritius. No, so bad, I was bad. just a paranoid parent mm. while we were away. And even though that's really taxing, it was still a, an escape from reality because i didn't have to deal with phone calls or work or anything I, like i had my kids responsibility but it was a total escape from reality it was lovely <laughs> so as though like you're at home and you're busy with with your kid and but you have something that takes preference like my kid needs me now and mm. so everything else just mm. has to wait
0: mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like for me. I do feel like it was a hiatus. It was a, when I opened my laptop last week, I saw where I left off and I was like, oh.
1: Right. You kind of, the, the fuzziness starts yeah. to lift and you're like, okay. You
0: know how I kind of hate it when people say, be kind to yourself. Mm. Because it's just like, well, at some point you need to get shit done and you just can't. Like I'm not saying beat yourself up all the time. No,
1: but also if I continue to procrastinate because I'm being kind to myself, I'm only adding more pressure yes. in my own life and then I'm not going to be that kind to myself because yes. I'm going to have anxiety. So
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm often just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to just do this even though it's punishment to be working until one o'clock in the morning. I cannot put this off any longer. But I did... In the first week, I met a few deadlines when I was home alone with Elijah, nap time after, afterwards. And I realized that at the end of that week, this is not obviously not sustainable. Mm. And I put out my invoices after that week. Um, and in the second and third week, I didn't open my laptop. And I dropped a few balls work-wise. And
1: it can survive the drop.
0: Whatever. I, dro- I did miss a few deadlines and maybe I lose a client and... Does that mean that I've depleted all my all my clients and I'll never get another one? No, it doesn't.
1: In the famous words of The Hangover, that line from, what is it, <laughs> Chow, I think is the character, whatever his name is, but did you die? <laughs> yes, exactly. I did
0: not die, whatever. I, there were a couple of times that I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, I forgot about that job or I forgot about this. That and sinking
1: feeling when you're like, oh, I felt damn I don't want my day. shit together. Yeah, mm. the
0: one day I felt nauseous mm. where I got a shitty email from an editor saying, oh, that's a whole story for another day, but it was just a shit email saying, oh, uh, pity you didn't respond to me on this because now you don't have the job. And I was just like, fuck it. And I just had to, it, it was a realisation that, but my kid's fine. Mm. He doesn't feel done in. Um. And there will be other jobs. W- there will be other jobs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe I didn't want to work with that shit person in the first place.
1: <laughs> and I suppose on the upside of that is you're in a position where you don't have a boss who's calling you into a disciplinary hearing, reprimanding you for not delivering on your deliverables that you're getting paid a salary for. Exactly. Great. Mm-hmm. I didn't earn money on this job. I didn't have income. I'm not getting fired. I didn't get that job and I'm out of pocket, but my kid's okay and I'm not going to lose, I'm not never going to work as a mm. writer again. It, it
0: is what it is.
1: Mm. Mm. Perspective. So,
0: how are you bombing at moming?
1: Well, I have implemented a little reward system, reward chart. I bought this pack of rewards charts, rewards chart a while ago, rewards charts. Where's my English gone? Anyway. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, Shelley. <laughs> I bought a pack with multiple reward charts in. Yeah. And um, I... And noticed that you were starting to use your pack for Elijah's potty training and other general chores and tasks. Mm-hmm. And I had it in the back of the cupboard and I thought I must just haul them out and use them and see how Josh responds. And so when we got back from holiday, I decided it's time. We're going to do this now because he always in the mornings nags about having to do, I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to have my morning wear. Anything a toddler can resist. They just resist. Yeah. I think because they are pushing boundaries and they checking whether they can uh, protest or not. Um, So I hold the rewards chart out, we stack it on, we decided together, Josh and I, what will be our goals for the week. And so we wrote down a couple of chores or tasks that had to be completed. And I explained to him, every time you do one of these, you get to have a star. And by the end of the week, if you've gotten all your stars, then you get to uh, have a reward. What would you like your reward to be? And so this past week, he chose to go to the park and swing, And so, which was Totally, That's so cute, Totally man. doable. Because like, I always... He comes home in the afternoon and then we're busy rushing to do things and he's like, can I go to the park? Can I go to the park? And I'll be like, we'll go later, we'll go later. And before I know it, it's already too dark or it's dinner time and then the next thing has to happen and then we never get to go to the park. So for him, he was just like, I just want to go to the damn park, mom. So we... um I get, we set out to, uh, there's five chores he has to uh, achieve in a day, but uh, we set a goal as we will want to achieve a minimum of four stars each day. And because, I mean, I don't want to set him up for failure, like you have to have all five of your chores done every day because he's not always going to get it done. And so for the most of the week, most part, he did have four stars. There was two days that he got five stars. Um, but he hit his target of a minimum of four, and we went to the park on Sunday, and he rode his bike, and he was swinging, and he had so much fun with allocating these stars every day, Like he, and he would remind me, he was like, mommy, brush my teeth, I need a star, please. And so he is enjoying the getting rewarded for doing these things, and I'm not getting so much pushback anymore. If I ask him to do something, and he's like, I don't want to, or he says, I don't want to do it, mommy, then I was like, it's okay, my love, I know you don't want but remember you get to have a nice star if you do do it and then he doesn't object and he just he goes so I feel like that was a good choice and like his overall behavior touch wood I'm almost too scared to say it but he's been on a good behavioral streak that's I'm, awesome I'm totally chuffed because at a while at some point when we were talking about tantrums and we had Philip on the show. I was literally at my wit's end. It's been a rough year with his behavior. And I think we are finding some balance.
0: So listen, there's something else that you're also scared to talk about. But you did mention <laughs> that you're getting too much sleep.
1: Yes. Why? Everybody scared. wants to know how. I'm scared to talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. But five days in a row now, Jess has been sleeping without waking once in the middle of the night. So she wakes up quite early, 6 o'clock. Um, which is fine, fine, because I've got to get my day going at that time anyway, but um, uh, she hasn't woken up in the middle of the night crying for a bottle, or crying for me, or crying for the iPad, or whatever (laughs) it is that she wants, so so I'm scared to talk about it, because just now I jinx it, and she defaults back to her usual ways, but I've been feeling quite out of it, because I wake up in the morning, and I'm like... Did you did, did I not hear Jess? Like, was she? But she comes to my room. Like, she'll climb off her bed and come to my room at so, six. Well, no, four. at two. And then and at back three. And, and then go at back four. To sleep. And then I'd have to take her back to her room, and then she would protest. No, but okay, she hasn't
0: done that
1: now. So now, no, she hasn't done that. So now at six o'clock, she just wakes up, and then she's like, Mama, Mama. And then I go in and I wake her and I lie by her a little bit and then she'll ask for either a Malky or the iPad or she wants so to see Daddy or Josh or Maybe whatever. this too does pass. Exactly. So maybe... uh, Not all kids are the same. Well, I'm just going to enjoy that we're on a winning streak for the time being. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. And then, unfortunately, there's always a bad mom moment. Yes, we want to hear. This past weekend, we had a kid's birthday party. And as you know, with kid's birthday parties, there's always an overindulgence. God, I've got a boot
0: full of sweets that I'm hoping to give away to a homeless person. Because if my son sees that lucky packet... I've, also, overs. I've got a ton of sweets at
1: home, and Josh is just like, he he won't eat, he'll pick out what he wants, and then the rest he won't care for. But Jessie will just be like, Fweety, Fweety, fruity, peace, peace, Fweety. She just wants sweets, so <laughs> she calls sweets Fweety, and swimming is Fim. She wants to film. So she, and she's very verbal now about what she wants. So she was nagging me about sweets the whole damn weekend. And I just, I gave in. I just let them have it. Just have sweets until you feel like vomiting on the floor. I don't care. And then unfortunately, whatever Josh doesn't eat, I ate. Mm. So So that was my bad mom moment. But I feel as far as bad mom moments go, it's not that bad.
0: I don't know. I think I... I would recommend a September, an August-September break for everybody because I'm also feeling like I'm... Can
1: cope a little bit more. I can cope. I'm bombing at momming, guys. Look, my bad mom moment isn't as bad as breaking my kid's leg, but Uh, please do tell us about it. I think I just hit
0: the... (laughs) I hit it. There. Nobody can feel shit about other shit because I've done it. I did the worst that you could imagine. I broke my own kid's leg.
1: Look, we, we, so, we're not going to discuss this at length again because we have done so <laughs> in our most recent episode prior to this one. But you didn't intend to break your kid's leg. You didn't, m- like... But it was still a bad mom moment. You've got to give it to me. You've got to give it to me. Look, no, you, I'm, you must feel really shit about yourself when that happens. <laughs> I'm grateful it didn't happen to me. So, I'm bombing at momming. I'll tell yes. you why.
0: Ray is away. And I'm not dying. And I know in our last episode, because I just listened to it, I've been mentioning for a while now that Ray's been away. Ray's been away. Well, he was, like a week.
1: Here and and there. Here and
0: there. and then he came back. Since June, but he always came back. He's not coming back, guys, (laughs) for another seven weeks. Well, you made it through the first week. I made it through the first (laughs) week. It's, It's two months. Thank you, Rugby World Cup. Wow. So... Um, yeah it's and a lot of people are like how are you, are you okay Sam what's you know, the, they're like expect me to burst into tears and I'm surprisingly
1: fine we
0: will um, you know relook at this I, I was going to say we'll take this conversation
1: <laughs> again yeah
0: over <laughs> time but right now, For now
1: we're fine
0: I'm starting strong it's good good um, and I really when I'm solo parenting I always feel like I'm bombing at momming but we are party training we are in the throes of it and I feel like that's going well.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't I haven't over analyzed and I haven't gotten advice and whatnot, even though I had full intention of, of doing that, but I'm just like I'm kind
1: of winging it. There there's no friggin' manual. This is there's absolute there's a million examples that people can give you. Don't do this or don't do that. Or you or can do it in one weekend. If. Or, yeah. Whatever,
0: I'm just doing what works for me and the school's helping out, so whatever. That handled the broken leg, we will be heading to physio this week, and I give him a massage every night and make him do little exercises and get that leg moving, and I'm managing his emotional needs, I think, because I realize his dad's away. He woke up yesterday morning and said, mommy, where's daddy? I explain to him, there's no spousal resentment. I don't mm. say, oh, well, daddy's wherever daddy wants to be. Mm, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm not? I think, I feel like I'm bombing at mommy. You, you are know, bombing
1: generally. at mommy. You've got it down here. I am very proud of you.
0: Thank you. Well, let's, I mean, let's not, you know, think that it's it's sold and, and that's me for now. It's me for for right now, for this week. But let's chat. We'll, we'll see. We'll keep touching base over the next... Seven weeks. I'm going to allow myself a few breakdowns, I, think. I was just going to
1: say, though, even if you do have one or two days or even a week where you feel like you're not coping. Yeah,
0: I'll allow it.
1: Exactly. I
0: was a bit of a shit show yesterday. We met a few other parents at the Four Ways Farmers Market and I was all over the place. I, then I, I lost his little baby jug. Um, his you know his little plush toy and we found it again and then I lost his baby eaters, his uh, sunglasses and then we found them again. but I was just like I, I spent more time looking walk, for looking things. around the markets and and playing with him on the jungle gym than I did sp- speaking to other parents. so sometimes when you get together with people, you wonder why you, even do that you to yourself do that because yeah because you didn't really talk to anybody so like you could have just stayed home with your kid because you just went somewhere else with your kid <laughs> change of scenery Whatever, really yeah. yeah bad mom moment I struggled again to to find one after I broke my kid's leg
1: <laughs> I think you're gonna struggle for a while
0: <laughs> <laughs> but okay I came up with two and that's in solo parenting I don't have anybody else to really talk to or make a face at or anything. So like when I last baby jog, I went, shit, where did I last see him? And I was talking to myself, but then I heard Elijah go, shh. And I think I said the P word at some (laughs) point and he repeated it. But I say it under my breath, so he also says it under his breath. Like,
1: that's just the way we say this word. And it
0: just doesn't feel like a problem. And I'm wondering if that's me just being a bad mom. (laughs) But I'm just like, he said that I'm not too worried that he said that, but... I noticed that he said that and he repeated it. And until a teacher comes to me and said, your, your child has, has a, a filthy, filthy mouth, mouth, I'm just going to let it slide for now. <laughs> <laughs> Another bad thing I did was I went to a school picnic. It was more, rather than me feeling shit about it, it was more just me not giving a fuck. And so we had a school picnic and you're like, Bring so I thought, bring dinner. And so I ordered Nando's, (laughs) and I'm just like, I don't want to sit there and eat, like, chicken. So I ordered a burger and chips and a little kid's meal for Elijah, and I'm just like, cool, done, got the kid's meals, da-da-da. Well, I get there, and every single other family has stuff to share with everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: sorry that I'm laughing
0: at you. So so note to everybody, when you go to a gathering, bring stuff to share, don't just buy food for yourself. That's hilarious. You have
1: made my day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I felt like a bit of a (laughs) sense. I have a visual. Like I can just see you and Nash just sitting there with your own little food. Like can I just sit nicely now? Eat your burger and looking around everybody's like, would you like some of our sandwiches? (laughs) (laughs) Oh sorry, you can have one of my chips if you want. No, what oh, I did. Shit. I
0: didn't take out the burger. <laughs> I ate it at home in shame. <laughs> As well you should have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good time to segue into <laughs> our first discussion for today. Oh god, you cracked me up. You are the worst parent in the world. Why thank you. <laughs> Pull it together, Charlene. <laughs>
1: Yo, you have just, uh, no, you have reduced me to a pu- uh, like a mess. I'm just a puddle of mess laughing here at you. I'm laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at you. It would have not occurred to me either that <laughs> a picnic is about sharing. <laughs> You're going to
0: bring stuff to share. <laughs>
1: Note to self. Okay.
0: Okay. So listen, we've got a guest today. But before we dial her in and um, I, we we listen to that, I'd like to get down to the roots of The Great Equalizer. It's been almost a year. Can you believe it'll be our birthday? It's going to be our birthday soon. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. No one forget. One October. It's coming. <laughs> we, the Great Equalizer is still going strong. And yes, it's been, it's been fantastic. We've had so much fun and have had so much insight. But I, I really think that, I mean, we're 39 episodes in, right? And I just wanted to touch base on that and to reflect. And thirty-nine episodes plus a lot of bonus content, and an amazing group of listeners who form part of our TGE community.
1: And so many people that we've collaborated with, experts that have come to share their stories, their expertise. Yeah, and really
0: just helped us in this parenting journey, right? Um, and laughed with us along the way. Which so yeah, we've
1: done some ugly crying. We've done some hysterical
0: <laughs> laughing. I'd like to get down to the basics of why we're doing what we're doing, besides using our pod as a platform for our bitching sessions. <laughs> um, and that's essentially, I think, when we boil down to to who and what we're about, who we are, what we're about, our tagline is, hashtag no judges. And I I don't think I've ever told you this, but it was a friend of mine who came to visit me post having Elijah. And I said something. And I don't know what, I can't even remember what it was, but I felt cuck about one thing or another. And she said, hey man, no judges. And I felt such relief. Mm. And I wanted to share that relief with moms. mm because I think we do need to feel a lot more of that. So we feel cuck about everything. Everything,
1: yeah. There's, I, know we, I mean, we've spoken about this in our mom guilt episode when we, when we had the newborn ep- the episode about the newborns. Just the general struggles you experience. And if we, we're all different people from all different walks of life and if we can just not judge one another, that's mm-hmm. just, just another thing that we do not need to deal with. Because we have so much on our plate.
0: And it's hard, I think. Sometimes I'm just, I I do find myself veering to, well, if you did that differently, then you could. It's really hard for us, but I I live by, it's changed who I am as a person, I think, as well.
1: Every day, because I have to constantly remind, look, it's the human condition to want to be like, what is that Person doing, or like, what were you thinking? And then you wonder why your kid is acting this way, or Mm. whatever. It's the human condition to default to having an opinion, um, strong or not, um, or, or unwarranted or not. But we have to constantly remind ourselves, even you and I when we have our private chats, we're like, okay, hold on a minute. We we're getting on the the judging bandwagon here. Yeah. We have to pull it, rein it in and be like, we're all in this together. We're all fighting the same battles. Cut each other some slack, yeah.
0: Mm. So I I think also just that helps um to make this event point for us because we're like, okay, don't judge me. I brought a a burger to pick
1: me yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think of, or don't judge me. I, you know, and I know that you're not going to judge me because you know who I am.
1: Yes. It's when okay. you see that mom in that moment and you're like, "Ah, shame, she only brought a burger for <laughs> herself. Like, a, that could I have so easily mine. have been mine. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> um, and it, it helps me to be more vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I am, the more people I help because then other people don't, A, don't feel so alone, and B, don't think that they're weirdos or that they are anomalies for feeling that way.
1: And also to realize that other moms might seem like they have their shit together, but they They don't don't, always. They might in some areas have their shit together, and in others they might not. We're not privy to everything that happens in everyone's lives. So I, I wanted to open that up and to
0: be like, that's the whole point of the, the no judges is for whoever you are um, and from whatever walk of life and no matter how big or small your problem or your issue or your vent or your joke, uh, we want to hear from you, we always say and we, and we mean it and so I've, I've set aside some time in this episode to really say that yes, no one cares about some of the stupid shit that parents have on their plate or what they worry about in a day, big or small, if you fed your kid too much sweets or if you worried about their future in this country or,
1: I mean, too really. much screen time. Did you get dinner on time? Did you start potty training at the right time? No, are you
0: spending enough enough time with them. Should you not have snapped at them in that way, or you feel bad, or you, or you f- don't feel yourself, or, or you know, and then those are those are all big things, and as well as the little things. You've oh,
1: I said shit in front of my kid, mm, and now he's repeating it, it, or whatever. It is just life. We're all just human.
0: Big or small, there's. I'm sure you've all had those moments where a non-parent or someone who's a lot older kind of looks at you and it's like. I was a, when I was away on, in wine country with my friends. Um, Ray sent me one of Elijah's favorite books became a movie. Zog by Julia Donaldson is now on Showmax, and he sent me a screenshot, and, and I'm like, like, "Yay! Yeah, I got the message." And I went, oh, that's awesome! And my friends are like, "What? What? What?" And I was like, "Oh, Zog's a movie now," <laughs> and they
1: like, mm. "What? Excuse me, what?"
0: So, listeners. <laughs> If you want to share that screenshot with us and be like, Zog's a movie now, Sam and Charlene, this is important. We'll be
1: like, we know why that's important. Yes. We know. We know why that's cool. And we care. We do care. We, just this weekend, I had a chat with some um, other parent friends and we were literally discussing our children's stool. We were just talking about the like how <laughs> this one has been pooing lately, and this one's been having an issue with that, and it was a genuine, honest, earnest conversation, and that is legit something you can talk about for some time without being grossed out. Yeah. And so these people cared. So speaking of shit, <laughs> nobody cares about this. So I realized
0: now I can tell someone. I've been potty training Elijah and he didn't... i um, not word vomiting. been potty training Elijah and I was so worried because he didn't poo on Saturday. And then he did yesterday. And I knew it was going to be two colours. And you know what it was?
1: <laughs> you see? Exactly. And you, you can, know what I'm talking about now. You can discuss the <laughs> consistency of your child's poo. And, and we care. We care about your child's poo we and do, the consistency guys. thereof.
0: And <laughs> also, I need to reiterate that we're all in the same boat. I have... Such an aversion to treating people differently just because they're famous or CEOs of big company or they have a companies or, or they have a gazillion in Instagram followers, people can just fuck right off with that shit. Um, you know the whole thing. You know if you're scared of an audience or whatever, imagine them naked. Or if you're intimidated by someone going into a meeting, imagine them sitting on the toilet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did your mm. mom tell yeah, you that? Yeah, yeah. My mom told me
1: that. Yeah. Just
0: imagine them sitting on the toilet. And I'm just like, that is how I go through life. Everybody has to take a dump, right? Exactly. Everybody can only
1: put their pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> My yes. father-in-law says that. And it's so true. It's so
0: true. So if you have a kid, guys, you know what it's like to regret it sometimes that you have a kid in the first place. Yep. Hate your spouse or your
1: co-parent. Exactly. Um, Smelling your kid's butt. That, yes. is my, that is my ultimate, ultimate. Smelling your kid's butt in public. And it, that, that is a thing. It's just a normal thing. Oh, did you make a poo? Mm, oh, we've got to go. Beyonce's done that. And she's Queen Bee. Exactly. right. It doesn't matter who you are. These tiny people and their existence cuts you down to size. They do not care that you're a CEO of a company or a Hollywood actress. No,
0: they are, they are the great equalizer. Exactly. So everybody, all of us, have hated our body post baby or ourselves, our image. Assuming you're a woman and gave birth, you've definitely had felt some, that way. Yes. You felt that way about your body, but you you've um, yearned after your previous life.
1: Probably felt shit about working or felt shit about not working.
0: Yes, <laughs> guys, the list goes on. You name it, we felt some version of it, and I think not. Uh, not enough of us talk
1: about it. Mm. It's true. I, uh, in listening to that episode uh, that you put out while I was away, um, the we don't talk enough about these things. Everybody talks about the, oh, you're having a baby. Oh, congratulations! You're never gonna sleep again. Enjoy sleep, sleep while that's you can. All they ever fucking talk about. Sleep while you can, and yeah. I think that's the most common one I ever heard. Or like,
0: well, it's like what Genevieve in that episode was saying. That oh, that's normal, baby. Don't worry, sweets. Just like take the medication, or you know, I'll I'll come in and I'll I'll help you. Um, you you can sleep for an hour, and it's just like I used to look at my friends and family and be like, one hour of sleep is not gonna do anything for me right now. Like, and some moms do appreciate it, so I don't want to like you know throw the baby yeah. out with the bathwater yet. Obviously. Well, it, but it wha- wasn't what I needed. What you needed, yes. And I, I, just think we don't, we don't talk about that, and we don't talk about what the, the real issues are. Mm. And hence the podcast, and hence so many other platforms that we've collaborated with, and are going ahead with into this year. The new normal. I'm so excited to to keep touching base with them. Our um, colleagues over at Parenty. Parenty.
1: They say it like it is. Legit, great. Great parenting tips and advice. It's real. Parenting is real. And we're not sugarcoating it. We're not making it into pretty pastel colors. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's shit and sometimes it's great. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so another
0: um, another someone who tells it like it is and, and who I'm so excited or I was so excited to chat to is um, learning from Luke's Jess Roberts. So... Um, it's just an, another chapter in the book of The Great Equalizer. Um, and I here is a woman who has raised a special needs child. We've done an episode on um, autism, autism awareness. awareness and spoken about that. And I was just like, you know, Down syndrome is something that we haven't considered. But it's something that, as you fall pregnant, crosses the mind of every woman. How you wonder how you're going to deal with it. Well, here's someone who has dealt with it and so much more. Um, Charlene, so excited for for you to hear this interview. Uh, Have a listen. Guys, our guest today is a mom who, like many moms we know and love, started a blog to deal with the ups and downs of her upside down. Only Jess's upside down is a whole lot different from the average parent's upside down. It all started when her unborn child Luke was diagnosed with Down syndrome. To help her deal with the myriad of emotions she put the proverbial pen to paper and jotted down all the lessons she's learned and keeps learning along the way. We are so privileged to have her here on the podcast to share some of those lessons with us. Welcome Jess. Hi Sam, thank you
2: so much for having me. It's um. Finally, um, we've managed to get a time together, and it really is such a privilege to be on the, on the Great Equalizer.
0: Oh, we are so happy to have you here. Listen, I, I have a little hit list, um, and that's what I call it, my TGE hit list, and you've been on my hit list since the very beginning, and I'm, I just, I'm privileged to have you on the show. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm very chuffed to be on your hit list. <laughs> Jez, we're going to start off um, with the same question we, asks, we ask all our guests, and that's um, who calls you
2: mom? So, technically speaking, we actually have three children. Um, our first, firstborn is our fur baby, Derek the cat, um, and Derek the cat is actually a girl, which we <laughs> only found out after having named him. I love um, it. Derek it's such a
0: stately us.
2: name for a cat. <laughs> Yeah, and he is rather he or she is rather stately, I must say. (laughs) Um, Our two human babies. um, Our firstborn is Luke, and Luke is almost three and a half. Um, And then our secondborn is is Holly, um, our daughter, and she is nineteen months.
0: Wow. Okay, you're you're proper in it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And as I was saying to to a friend of mine the other day, you know the different stages of motherhood and are different. yet challenging in their own sense, and we are definitely in the physically challenging stage. We just feel like we're exhausted yeah. the, the whole time. Even if they're sleeping through, right?
0: Which I'm not sure yeah, they absolutely. are at this stage with you, but even if they're sleeping through, you still just bugger all the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, it's, and it's really, I think it's that stage of not really being able to reason with them. Yeah. So, you know, you can't say, can you just stay by my side? They will run off. So it's that kind of physically exhausting stage. Well, Jez, uh,
0: speaking of reasoning with your kids, so I caught a, a video, a recent video of yours on Instagram the other day, and Luke had written on, <laughs> on the, <laughs> the walls – and you yeah. were, and he was cleaning it. And I was like, that is, yeah. so, that is actually so impressive. And you were signing to him and everything. So I have to say, you're doing a pretty good job of reasoning with <sighs> him as it is. I was so like, chuffed. I'm like, wow, okay. That's a mom who's yeah. winning.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do, they, they, you know, it goes through his passion. Um, mm-hmm. Holly's probably the, the more um, testing one at the moment. Um, Luke, through his signing, um, it has eliminated quite a lot of frustration for him. And um, so we are able to com- communicate rather effectively with him through, through the signing, the next one signing that we do use. Um, and he's taken it completely on board. And so, yeah, he is following instructions really nicely, um, particularly at this stage. Brilliant,
0: brilliant. Okay, well, let's backtrack. I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves now. So Luke was um, diagnosed with Down syndrome. I think we all know kind of as South Africans, most of us automatically get tested to see if our unborn babies could potentially have Down syndrome. Um, So with your first Luke, the test was positive. Can you take us back? to that moment, how was the news broken to you and how did you feel at that
2: moment? Yeah, sure, Sam. So I think firstly, um, um, all, all mothers are, are tested with a, um, through a blood testing and, and that's normally done at about 12 weeks. Um, and that really just gives you um, a kind of risk factor and, and I was considered really low risk. Um, from this initial blood test. Um, my results were 1 in 3,500 chance of having a child born with Down syndrome. Mm. So we were not, at that stage, we were really not, um, it didn't really cross our minds that that this could be our new reality. Mm. Um, when I was 22 weeks pregnant, I went for my kind of halfway uh, checkup scan um, and my gynecologist picked up and. Um, what they call an effusion on the heart, which is just like a tiny little hole in the heart. And um, our gynecologist wasn't too concerned because it generally self repairs through pregnancy. Um, <clears throat> but he did refer us to, to a specialist um, just to have a closer look to rule anything out. Um, we only managed to get that appointment two, two weeks later. Sorry, a week later. So I was 23 weeks pregnant then. Um, and as the specialist was scanning me, um, I could tell in his face that there was something, um, that he'd picked up that wasn't quite right. Um, and it was at that stage that he told us that he wasn't concerned at all about the effusion on the heart, but it was, um, the under, underdeveloped nasal bone of our unborn child. Um, that was a very strong indication, um, of Down syndrome. Mm. um. We it felt like it was completely obviously we were completely blindsided, um, and it felt like we were very rushed into having an amniocentesis, and um, which has an accuracy of I think it's ninety nine point nine percent. Okay. And um, but it's a needle that goes straight into your um, straight into your uterus and and takes out fluid to test. And um, we had that are we done straight away, um, and we left the specialist's office, um, and unfortunately, we, we saw the specialist on a Thursday, and the results only came back to us the following Tuesday, so it was probably the longest kind of weekend of our lives, mm, waiting for that test. I can imagine. Um, yeah, it really, it was it was quite a test, <laughs> um, I think, about our relationship, about my husband and my relationship, and... Um, But quite strange because I think like this kind of peace came over us and we were like, whatever, whatever the results are, it doesn't really matter. Um, so when the, when the specialist phoned on the Tuesday to give us the results, um, which were, um, positive for Down syndrome, that our child would be born with Down syndrome, um, we kind of knew already. It was so weird. Um, although it was, it was devastating for us. Um, we, we kind of, I don't know, had a sense that, that this was going to be our new reality.
0: Yeah, you'd had that, um, that feeling. So it, what, how was the discussion between you and your mm-hmm. husband that week? Had you discussed it before, um, what you would do before falling pregnant or when you first fell pregnant? Or was that discussion something that you had that weekend?
2: What if? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have the discussion prior or, or, or up until that point. And um, it hadn't really crossed our minds, um, to be quite honest. And um, I think we both knew strongly, though, um, j- just from, I don't know, our own personal views, that mm. we we weren't in the position to determine um, or to decide what type of child we would have. It was really, um, yeah, it wasn't really our, our decision um, to make. It was a God's you know, plan uttered, type of thing. If, if yeah, you thinks, yeah, Yeah, or whoever, whoever you believe in. But, mm. you know, there was a bigger, bigger purpose and, and it wasn't really our decision, although it was. And um, we didn't, when we received the results, because we, we had a very short window of time because um, obviously in terms of legalities, if, if we were to terminate, we, we had literally a week with, a, with which to play with and discuss and decide and whatever. And when the, when the specialist phoned us with, with the results, you know, he said, you've only got the short time period. And then we said, well, we know what we are doing. Mm. <clears throat> and John and I hadn't, just, hadn't really even discussed this together. We just both looked at each other and we like, of course, this unborn child is ours and, it's, and he's ours for a reason.
0: So... um. Then you had another, you know, half term of your pregnancy to prepare yeah. uh, for Luke's yeah. arrival. How did that change in any way? I, w- I mean, I, I would have personally just like read and done my homework and I'm that's <laughs> my personality. So I didn't nest, I made lists, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm keen absolutely. to hear how you guys prepared any differently than you would have had um that's not been flagged.
2: Yeah, and um, first of all, I don't like as much as you can for parenthood, no matter what who <laughs> your child is. I mean, let's be honest. Does it ever go according to no, plan?
0: Never, ever. And everything that
2: has planned, actually, we check out the window. Yeah, um, but and um, yeah, Google Google became my best friend. I have to say, and um, my best friend and my worst enemy, I suppose. And mm. um, I'll never forget googling: um, Can one breastfeed a child born with Down syndrome? I mean, how ridiculous! <laughs> I was that—I was that uneducated. I had never met a person born with Down syndrome. I'd seen people, you know, asking about um, with similar features. You had no personal experience, basically. No personal experience mm. whatsoever, and and. a certain degree neither had my my husband and so we googled a lot and we reached out to um, families that we were put in touch with Um, but I have to say prior to giving birth to Luke I didn't I I didn't feel I was in the space to actually um, reach out and meet those people personally. Once Luke was here it was a completely different story and so yeah I I really did, did google a lot and and all my research said your baby is going to be exactly the same by an extra chromosome and, and slightly different facial features, mm. but your child is going to be um, as any newborn child will be. Um, and luckily for us, there were no major medical um, issues um, after Duke was born. Um, so we re- it really was just, yeah, we had this beautiful little
0: newborn baby. And talk to us about some of the most surprising lessons you've learned and continue to learn from Luke, because that's what the blog is called and your, your Instagram page, it's learning from Luke. And uh, yes. just like that video you posted that I was just like, look at that. I didn't even, I did sign language with my child, but I was like, that makes sense. What did you <laughs> It makes sense yeah. that he, now he can communicate. He can communicate so well, and look at him—he he is um, just as naughty of a bugger as my little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably naughtier. <not yet>. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you, so through your platforms, you're teaching everybody else. But I'm keen to hear uh, personally what your uh, biggest lesson is, and, and your most surprising lesson.
2: I think that. Um, there have been so many, um, small and big and surprising lessons throughout this journey so far. And I have no doubt that they, that I'm just going to continue learning. And not just me, um, my family, my extended family, hopefully the people who follow learning from Luke and the greater kind of society. Um, but for me, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that people so often paint people born with Down syndrome or who have a diagnosis with the same pain brush. and we forget that, that those individuals are individuals, mm. you know, they've got unique personalities Luke has inherited you know, my naughtiness and my husband's kind of calmness, he looks similar to the, to the both of us, you know, mm. he's, he's got quirky personality traits that surprise us every day and, um, and yeah, so many, so many people, including myself prior to having <clears> this, <throat> kind of assume that all people born with, with Down syndrome are the same and they really, they really are not, they are completely unique. And um, so for me, I think that's, that's the biggest lesson that I learn, and I continue to learn. And um, the other biggest one is that Down syndrome is not scary. At all, and um, it is probably the most beautiful. Um, I don't know how to put it, but the most beautiful thing that I've ever witnessed. And um, and some of the people born with Down syndrome that I have met are the most pure of spirit and beautiful people that I have ever met. And um, and that to me is yeah that's that's been a that's been a beautiful lesson.
0: You know, Jess, hands down, that is the bottom line that I get from every single person that I deal with who has a child with Down syndrome or who has Down syndrome. Just there's just joy is is what I get from it. There's no yes. extra hard work and which I'm sure as a parent there is, but there's it's not a slog. It really is just yeah. unprecedented joy which I um which and I, I think, love.
2: And I think that's it. You know, of course life Life is difficult and there are moments which are difficult. And, you know, there, there are different stresses that, that we now have in our family because we have a child um, born with special needs. But overwhelmingly, um, our home is a place of joy and, and of light, And that is as a direct result of having Luke in our life. Yes. what
0: do you think, besides what you've mentioned, what do you think the average person doesn't know about Down syndrome? Like, what are the crazy assumptions that that come to you as you're walking in the shops or, or you know, in a public forum? Uh, what do yeah. you experience?
2: Well, the funniest question I think I've ever gotten, I've, I've had quite a few strange questions, there, <laughs> but I think the funniest question I got was, Someone asked me, "How did my husband and I make Luke?" And I was like, um, "How did you make would you like me Would you like me to give you a like a 6 yeah. lesson? Yeah. And those were my exact words, you know, because we have dealt with a lot of uh, a lot of the stresses that we've gone through through humor. And I was like, "Would you like me to give you a sex lesson?" Because that's how we made Luke, which just the way that you made your daughter, or your son, or whatever. <laughs> that is bizarre. Um, yeah, so we've had some some crazy some crazy questions, but I I also don't mind those questions coming to me because the whole purpose of learning from Luke and the platforms that we have is raising awareness and creating education and you know and just um, educating people. And I always go back to how uneducated and naive I was prior to having Luke.
0: Yeah, so you you <clears> throat> actually throat> empathetic. I, I like I'm getting that feeling from you that you you are understanding. So even if someone posts a decade question to you, you're like, actually like I get it. I
2: was that person once, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and within reason. I mean, there's a way there's a way of asking a question, for example, mm. you mm. know? Um, and um, I will defend my son to the end of the earth. So if, if it's asked in a nasty manner, of course I'm gonna get upset. But the bottom line is, we are we are we are here to to educate and to and to show people um, um the beauty of life with Luke in it.
0: So, Jess, you mentioned your second child, Holly, and um, I'm yes. not interested to hear about how she came about. I, I get it, I get it, <laughs> are you I know. Sure? Um, but I, I mean, I'm on the precipice of do I have another child? And and. I didn't have that scare. I haven't gone through this huge learning process. I'm not raising um, a quote-unquote special needs child. So I would imagine uh, the discussion to have a second child is even harder. So I'm not sure. Did you and your husband discuss having another child or was she a a happy surprise? Um, (laughs) You know, I want to know if there were any hesitations or misgivings or fears or stresses around that.
2: Yes, and so we had always discussed having a relatively big family and um, so the decision to have a second child after Luke week was a very easy one for us and um, i'd reached out to a number of different families um, who had children born with down syndrome and typical children as siblings alongside and their overwhelming kind of answer to all of my questions was it is the best thing that could ever happen to your family is to have another child and um, and the lessons learned between a typical sibling and a special needs sibling, and the bond that will come out of that relationship, is worth worth going through. You know, it's mm. just is just incredible. So there were also there have also been a number of studies done um, on siblings of special needs um, people, and I can't remember the exact stat that it was. 85% plus of those siblings had said that their life is enriched and better because, uh, because they have a, a sibling with special needs. So we knew that we wanted um, another child to experience, you know, our family and to complete our family and to, yeah, you I know, have a partner and client for loose. Mm. So it was very easy for us to make that decision. Um, we did um, have a relatively small age gap. So there's an 18 month age gap between Holly and Luke. Um, because um, of Luke's um, delays, that gap is even smaller. So it really has been like having twins.
0: Wow. So they, I um, mean, that's tricky for you, but I would imagine that that's great for them.
2: Absolutely. In terms of, um, of Holly pushing Luke, because Holly's now in, starting to talk. Um, and as a result, Luke's picking up on on words from Holly, um, and and a lot of the like gross motor and, and fine motor skills, Luke is emulating what Holly's doing. So it's been an incredibly um, rewarding and exciting journey watching them kind of grow up together. Um. So yeah, Luke. Um, we decided, to, we decided to have Holly so quickly, first of all, because Luke was such an easy baby. Mm. And we were like, why are people complaining about parents? <laughs> this is so easy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he slept through from eight weeks. He just was a, a delight. And then Holly came along 18 months later and she had full-blown colic. And we were like, this is why people decide mm. not to have another child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot of second so, children yeah. do that to their moms, don't they? <laughs>
2: mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, the 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 decision was a very easy one for us, and um, there, there was obviously a, a little bit of and um, stress throughout the pregnancy, just because I had had that stress with Luke. Yeah. I didn't really know a, a kind of easy or smooth Saving pregnancy, and. Um, but yeah, it's been the best decision that we've ever made. So
0: any um, bottom line words of wisdom for moms um, in your shoes who might be hesitant to have another child after a firstborn with special needs?
2: Um, I think the words of wisdom would be that the bond that your children will share will be nothing like you've ever experienced. And it really is a privilege for us to watch Holly and Luke interact and their relationship develop. And um, I have no doubt that Holly will be Luke's biggest advocate. And um, she's a very tough cookie and I know she will um, look after Luke with everything that she has inside of her. Um, And in the same breath, having Holly there for Luke um, is, is, going to be it's going to be incredible i know how strong my bond is with my own older brother and um yeah i I think there's nothing to be scared of um i think having a a sibling with special needs is the greatest gift that you can actually give your child so uh, jess the you've I, i see it
0: as kind of a tribute to your children you have the learning from luke sharp um, in addition yes. to your blog, can you tell us more about that and and sort of why why you started that? I, I caught on to you last year. I'm looking for it now. You had a yellow yeah. a white shirt with yellow text, and I was like, I want that. And then I was too late. <laughs> and you've well, since had another. Darling, be different please. Darling, be <laughs> different. Yes, and now you've got another yes. one. Be the is it be the change?
2: Uh, yeah so that's um that's a collaboration with uh, lullaby rock apparel um so yeah that's that's the next kind of addition oh, man so, so those darling be uh, different
0: teas I, I love myself a good tea and that was just like yes, I love that i'm on, uh, I'm on board with this and um, and
2: it was incredible how how quickly they sold out yeah. I think it took us it took me completely back to surprise. so um yeah it, 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 it was so great to see and um, how and um, people who follow us like actually are buying into our, our message which is great
0: it's great it's an awesome way to spread the word i mean whoever looks at, at those teas or sees your baby in a onesie they'll comment yeah. on it and then you'll be able yeah. to share the story so i, I really yeah. love that but you have other awesome. things in your shop and you yeah. you come from a retail background so tell us more about that and what what your vision is for the shop
2: so, yes, I come from a retail background and I've worked in the kind of um, retail fashion industry for the last 11 odd years. And um, so the learning from Luke shop started um, because Luke had become a brand ambassador for a number of local and brands that we have used and accidentally loved. And... Um, so it really was about putting all of those brands um, onto one platform. So that was the first kind of push behind the Learning from Loop shop, um, and just to afford others the chance to shop our range that we love and use um, in one in one place. That was the first thing. The second thing was it's notoriously difficult and for people with special needs to find employment. So our dream is that Luke. Can, and, and Holly, if she so wishes, can potentially, um, take over the running of the Le- learning from Luke shop, curate products, because Luke's got his own sense of quirky style, mm-hmm. and curate, p- curate pro- products that he loves, um, and just build it, and um, build it from there. So that was the second, the second drive behind the shop. And then the final one was to give back, um, to the Down syndrome, um, community. So a percentage, and um, of all sales, um, go towards the Down Syndrome Association of South Africa.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. You Ooh. are, okay, I, don't, I use this sparingly in, <laughs> in the podcast. I mean, I love it. I love you guys. And I'm Aww. so chuffed that I managed to get, get hold of you and nail you down for this interview. Last question for you, Jess. What's next for the Roberts
2: family? sure what is next and um, we have got so much in the pipeline and it's actually ridiculous I was chatting to my husband last time and we feel like our heads are spinning all over the show and <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's uh, there there is a lot a lot on the go and my husband and I both work full-time and um, that the biggest thing for us for our future is to continue with with um, education we would like to to um push learning from Luke and um, both both our Instagram um, and our learning from Luke shop um, and the blog to a whole nother level. Um, we we have got October coming up, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And we've got exciting things planned um, in the pipeline then. So what's the day? Um, and we are also, um, we have, connected with families all over KZN with kids born with Down syndrome um, and we're coming together um, for a really big collaboration um, so yeah, there's a lot There's a lot um, in the pipeline um, and that's just from a learning from Luke kind of point of view um, Luke is full into therapies and we have seen an absolute exponential growth in his development so I can't wait to showcase more of that um, on our social media platforms just to show how our hard work and his hard work is um, you know, coming to fruition. So I can't wait um, to kind of take people on, on that journey um, as, our, as our family grows and as we, we progress.
0: Oh, Jase, um, I'm yeah. super stoked. I'm excited for you guys. Listeners. If uh, you you're not on that bandwagon yet, you're looking for at learning from Luke on Instagram, and from there you'll be directed to the blog, and uh, to what Luke and his sister Holly are getting up to. Jess, thank you so much for touching base with us.
1: So, what do you think? Look, I think it is a t- it's an, a total eye opener for me. Just I think. I go through life with my head in the sand like an ostrich and I have my head so far up my own ass that I just think about my little life and my kids and how they frustrate me or how I battle with them or whatever. But I think having these types of conversations just opens up one's mind and what is important for me, I think, to maybe also teach my children and to take into consideration is that different doesn't mean not normal. And different doesn't mean bad. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like with anything in life or relating to parenting, the frame of mind with which you embrace it is what will determine how you will master it, Mm. I think.
0: I've already thought that if ever I get the news... Um, because I think we all put ourselves in, in other people's shoes when we hear stories like that.
1: Yeah, you have to try. Well, I automatically think, sure, what would I do? I wonder how I would cope with that or what decisions would I make? Or Yeah, so
0: other than talking to Ray and um, getting his feelings and take on, if we had to get a positive Down syndrome test and I was pregnant and we were facing that reality, I know that I could go to Jess and have a stronghold of other moms in that fold to tell me about their experiences and not to judge mm. how I'm feeling. Mm, mm. And that makes me feel um, confident going into whatever unknowns the future may hold. Yes. So I, and that's, I mean, we were just discussing the TGE ethos earlier and I'm so, that's why we have this community that's you know? it. That's
1: exactly it. There, there has to be a community. And that community that we are building here as TGE, we don't want it to discriminate. We want people from all walks of life, life with all, all types of different parenting experiences, to be able to offer a community within this community.
0: Yeah, Because just like there's no individual, no individual that's um, the same as another... Um, there are no parents or ways to parent that's the same 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 as another another. I just love expanding our worldview on these types of things so I really would like to keep talking as always with our listeners and amongst each other guys you know this if you want to chat with us weigh in on something swear rant cry or laugh dm us a voice note on instagram we're at the great equalizer podcast and that we, what we really want to hear from you with regards to this episode is if you are that mom who has a, f- a first child who has special needs are you hesitant to have a second child and um how do you feel how do you feel now and, and let us know there's no right or wrong in any of this have you had a second child how do you feel how yeah. did you tackle this we want to know we want to know everything if you've got if you've got questions ask them and we'll put them to the right people and if you've got commentary and you feel like you can weigh in and, and help teach another and yes,
1: another family or mom do so mm.
0: we're here we've got the platform to Put the word out.
1: There. We want to know your story and your challenges, your ups, your downs, your experiences. You can record a, a voice note for us on your phone, also, and you can uh, hit us up over email at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com.
0: Also, always feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags bombing at momming or bad mom Hey guys, do any of you um, are any of you solo parenting? I want to know. I want to know what your bombing at bombing is because...
1: I'm, I'm in it with you guys. Exactly. Even if as Sam and I were just discussing before we started recording, even if you told your kid a lie this week to get them to do something, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be a phenomenal moment. Just share with us because your support um, is so important to us and having your interaction and, and hearing from you and hearing your stories, you have no idea how much that means to us. Every like, love, every comment, every share, it means the world to us because we know that what we're doing is creating engagement um, and we are reaching a community of people out there
0: so please don't forget to review us on apple podcasts if you're listening on um, itunes or rate us on facebook and always 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 Hit that subscribe button so that when a new episode gets loaded,
1: you are the first to know. And the better or the more we're seeing, the better this podcast will do and the better we'll be able to, um, to be for you. We will know what you need to hear about or what you want to hear about, what your struggles or challenges are. When we have that insight, we can bring those experts on board to, to help and put the information out there.
0: Guys, just a reminder for gouting moms with kids who
1: are still in nappies. Yes, Busy Bottom's nappy service is giving our listeners a 30% discount for their initial four weeks of service.
0: Busy Bottoms drops off beautiful, fresh, clean cloth nappies to your door once a week, picking up the snanky ones <laughs> and literally
1: dealing with some of your shit. <laughs> so, for more info, you can email info at busybottoms.co.za or you can head on over to their website, busybottoms.co.za. Do it
0: now and if you need even more info than that, backtrack to episode 37 for a quick rundown on cloth nappies. So guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your your mom game
1: strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.